0: Ready?
1: hi everyone welcome to episode 57 of the switch focus podcast i'm your host andy corrigan with me is andrew brown hello and Ginny woo
2: hey how's it going
1: not too bad uh, and we've got a, a one track mind this week because we're just going to talk about smash brothers that's right it's a smash Extravaganza, and we're gonna get right into it <laughs> we've all been playing it for the past what four or five days since it launched now Mm -hmm. we were all going to come to it from different perspectives but I think we've all sort of spread ourselves across all the content Uh, except for Ginny who's the only one who can tolerate other people in her living (laughs) space so she's the one that's done the local multiplayer Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's start with the solo mode and Andrew you had a note on here On the show notes, let's talk about that one.
3: I'm just generally amazed by how few people have played Smash Brothers, at least in my social circle. I've been seeing it a lot. People commenting, on, I've never played Smash Brothers before. This is actually really good. It's like, what have you been doing for the past 20 years that you've never played Smash Brothers? But I, I tend to assume that everybody likes the same games that I do and plays them. So that that's my that's my failing.
1: I'll tell you what I was doing. Street Fighter. Um, Play Smash Brothers. I th- yeah, well, I came into it in with Smash 4, which is the Wii U iteration of, you know, of course this one's heavily built upon. Yeah, I I I put off playing it cuz I hadn't I couldn't see how this madcap chaotic mess <laughs> of a game could be considered like a legitimate competitive fighting game. Uh, and then when I, I bought Smash for Wii U, I I jumped into the online menu and there was this one, 1v1 one no items mode and that's where I, I started and that's where it clicked. as to Oh yeah, okay, now I get how people play this as a competitive game. But in this one, I think it's fair to say that this is probably the most in-depth and probably best single-player campaign in the form of World of Light. Would you go along with that as a long-time fan, Andrew?
3: Definitely. Uh, I've been following the game since Smash 64, and this is the single-player campaign that I never knew I wanted out of Smash Brothers. And the best that we've had before now was the Subspace Emissary in Brawl, which was basically a super boring Kirby game. World of Light is a huge improvement on Subspace Emissary.
1: Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think I looked at my time. I'm something like 20 hours into it. And it's just got this really awesome rhythm of bite-sized little matches that are just... I hate to use the word addictive, but they're, they're, they've got that one more one more factor. Uh, and then there's also the the chance that you might unlock a character playing this mode you might stumble upon one of those fights on the map and that's always a good incentive to keep playing it i did have the worry that playing this world of light mode it's got um for those that haven't played it yet it's like a light rpg system i guess you collect these things called spirits which is basically jpegs of practically every video game character ever created and they sort of have Various effects on your chosen fighter in, in these fights. And they help you combat what you're going up against. There's there's different types. There's like a, a little weapon wheel, I guess, for the spirits. There's like a color coding thing. And you can level them up. And they can bolster your defenses. They can improve your jumps. They can make you quicker. Uh, they can make you harder to get knocked out. And, yeah, I was a bit worried that just getting used to these little perks... Uh, And there's a skill tree, of course. I forgot about the skill tree. Getting used to these perks would impact me going into the competitive online stuff, uh, which I'm really thankful to say it's having the opposite effect. It's actually teaching me to react to situations that you come across in the online mode where things are really against you. Uh, And yeah, teaching me how to react and combat those weaknesses that I, I had. Like things that i'd I'd always just considered i was bad at like blocking (laughs) something simple (laughs) like blocking and helping me figure out those little little strategies for the different types of players because there's so many different ways people can play this game because like how many characters on the roster i I forget
2: the answer is way too many there's just too many (laughs) (laughs) uh
3: there's 70 plus it depends upon whether you count the Mii Fighters as individual characters uh, th-
1: nobody counts the Mii Fighters <laughs> yeah nobody cares about the Mii Fighters <laughs> so 70 plus fighters yeah and there's just so many different ways for people to play this game but this uh, this World of Light mode it, it's humongous you're on this massive map uh, how far along into it are you Andrew?
3: because of my streaming aspirations. I'm actually not all that far into it. I've only played it for about four hours on the Friday that Smash Brothers came out. And then I've just been playing Classic Mode ever since, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I, I'm planning to get back to it this week because I've now given myself permission, realizing how large World of Light is now, I've given myself permission not to stream it. So, <laughs> uh, I, I hope to come back to it this week and over december and talk about it more after our hiatus
1: cool uh jenny you've been playing it
2: yeah i've been playing it like andrew i suppose surprised by how much i'm actually enjoying it because for me um as i will talk about soon smash has always been like a local multiplayer kicking my brother's butt while we play on the couch kind of game and so when we all had this realization that world of light was going to be a thing i believe a couple of episodes ago we were like oh wow like it's going to be adventure mode like in harold warriors and i love that stuff and i have predictably loved it here as well it has however taught me and shown me that i am pretty horrific <laughs> At this, at this game, in World of Light, I feel like World of Light is actually more difficult than playing at higher intensities in Classic. But that might just be. It
3: is. It, it totally is. It
2: feels so different, and so I'm like, oh, you know, this is fine. Like I, I can, I can kick butt in Classic. This is all right. And then I get to World of Light, and I'm like, I am getting pushed in. So that will be interesting to see how it develops. I am really enjoying the. I was going to say puzzle, but this is the right word for it. I'm really enjoying the way that you're forced to make use of different skills and actually use the spirits to get past some, some of these levels. You can't just um, smash it out and pray for the best. There some, there's some actual sort of RPG-esque strategy there. So I'm enjoying it. Even though Most of my time has been spent playing the local co-op. I definitely do want to come back to this like Andrew will and hopefully give you guys an update after Christmas because I really want to see if I can finish it. I feel like it's a sufficient challenge that I'm not discouraged when I don't succeed. And I'll just come back later and smash out a stage that I was struggling with for like an hour. So it's like the right level of challenge for me to keep me coming back. So I'm pretty hopeful that I'm going to finish it.
1: Yeah, and on the spirits thing, we discussed it last Sunday off off the podcast, but uh, I wasn't sure at that point how much of a difference they actually made mm-hmm. on these challenges. And I can tell you it's massive because mm-hmm. once you start unlocking the... the the three three style ones I've been going back to ones that I just outright thought was impossible and now I'm sort of finding them more manageable with the exception mm-hmm. of one uh, which is really good <laughs> there's uh, the leveling mechanic it's like a really quick leveling up system which you can speed up even more by feeding them delicious candies that you earn in, in the fights mm-hmm. uh, now to unlock some of that 70 plus strong roster you basically just play the game in all areas you can play world of light you unlock some on the map as, as we've discussed though i found out it's not all the characters it's just like mostly nintendo ones and a couple of third party, so i got snake in there mm. the others you sort of get by playing classic mode which andrew just mentioned it's kind of like the arcade mode basically isn't it
3: as close to an arcade mode as smash brothers has uh, classic mode has always been the most interesting single-player mode in all the smash brothers games for me and this is the first game where that's no longer true they've really reframed what classic mode is and i only say that it's no longer the best single-player mode because world of light is just that good but each character has a unique string of fighters they go to in the past it's always been randomly generated and they have one of a number of bosses that they can fight at the end of each classic mode rather than just fighting master hand and crazy hand although that is what i'd say maybe two-thirds of the characters do end up fighting that pair and that gets very tedious because again there are 70 plus characters in this game and they've also completely sped up and increased the difficulty of the master hand crazy hand fight so If you think you're good at it, uh, brace yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But you can also fight the Demon King Ganon from the end of Ocarina of Time. He is a boss in this game that several characters fight. Dracula from Castlevania is a boss, and they've almost completely recreated his attack set from the original NES Castlevania game. He's a boss that several characters fight, and Marx from the Kirby series Mm -hmm. is... Uh, another boss fight, and there's also Gallium, who's brought over from the Subspace Emissary mode. I think it's the exact same boss fight from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. He is also here as well. So there's a lot more variety about what you're facing in Classic mode. But the downside is we're back to preset scenarios, which hasn't happened since the original game. But every character does have their own scenario, so it doesn't get boring unless you're literally just playing the same scenario with the same character over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I've delved in a little bit and I'm, I'm finding that seems to be the quickest uh, non-exploit way of unlocking the roster. That was how I did it. Yeah, you can get through one in what, 15 minutes or so? Mm. 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I was just playing on the normal intensity and I, I got a challenge after every, every run, so that's mm. cool. But I, I would have unlocked more, but I'm I'm just so stuck on World of Light because it's just just ah so good. Just quick in- intersection at this this stage. Uh, who's your main so far?
3: Uh, Cloud, who's my holdover from Smash Four. I'm sure I'll drift into somebody else because I just I want it to play a variety of characters. But since I'm working on actually progressing and unlocking things right now, and I'm most familiar with Cloud from smash 4 that's who i'm playing as right now
2: Hmm. jenny i've been playing um i've been wanting to learn how to play villager properly um but i (laughs) have to admit that most of the time i'm just playing pikachu so again a holdover from the last game that i played and i've been playing pikachu since i think it is smash on the gamecube so i have a history with pikachu so that's my main
3: pikachu's been a solid pick from the first game so
1: <laughs> and luchador Pikachu's in there too
2: yeah i know it's so cute i actually really love that the skins are just amazing and adorable and yes sorry i'm a huge pikachu fan i love my son so much
1: i'm <laughs> um, talking of sons my anime son dedene is in there as a spirit and he's so cool I he's know. in the pokeball as well so cute. He attacked me in one of the missions the other day, and I just wasn't even mad. I was just... He's so <laughs> My main... It would have been Cloud, but I haven't unlocked him yet, Rip. which is annoying. <laughs> so I've sort of switched over to Bayonetta, who I'm really enjoying. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, just a heads up as well, because I was like, mm, I want to play Smash all the time, and I don't want to take my Switch to work. Uh, I took my 3DS in to play Smash 4. Huh. on 3ds and <laughs> well. it was slow as anything in comparison to this one so i i don't remember it being that different from the wii u version so i I feel like they've, yeah. they've sped the game up quite a lot in this one because it was really floaty like a well floatier than smash usually gets on the bayonetta thing actually i just wanted to say like this this development team go the extra mile for an understanding of the characters that they're putting in the game like Bayonetta's waiting is Bayonetta's waiting from from the Call series I just instantly felt at home with it even though it's you know transitioning from a 3D adventure game to a 2D platform mm. fighter it just had that like whoa wait a second this this is how Bayonetta plays it was really weird mm. so let's get on to local multiplayer <laughs>
2: Which neither of you guys? What's
1: have. that? <laughs> it's it's this thing where str- strangers come into your house and you give them a, <gasps> and a fight against them.
2: yeah. Tell us about that, Ginny. Um, so yeah, I had multiple rounds of strangers in my house. Kidding. Um, people that I already knew. I had been given the heads up on this multiplayer assignment because I knew that Andy and Andrew um openly <laughs> um confessed not having anyone to play local multiplayer with. So I was like, you know what, I will do my best for the team. So I tried to pick a nice spread of mates who had played the games before, played them as recently as on the 3DS, and also played some as a long time ago as um, just on the GameCube, maybe like a couple matches. And mates who just never ever touched this game before, like never touched a single fighting game in their life. So just to kind of get like a really good depth and spread of experience to see whether or not that actually changed the the makeup and the and the way that the game works, because from a spectator perspective, I think Smash Ultimate is actually really, really quite chaotic. And I was wondering if maybe that was just sort of something that you experience if you are someone that that knows how these games go and you're like, oh, I'll try to track the moves and figure out who's doing what. And maybe that's where the chaos comes from. no. If you've never played this game before and your brain's just like, oh, these are really adorable. It is still incredibly chaotic. It is ridiculous. It is somehow more difficult to play against people that don't know what they're doing because you can't predict anything. But um, all in all, it was incredibly easy for everyone to pick up and play. And I mean, not just because or maybe actually just because getting someone to join your game is just so simple we had two switches there well we had one at first originally and then we were just sort of snapping off the joy cons and then getting mates to join with the pro controllers and whatnot and it's just you can just load your regular smash mode change your settings like the time and stuff and the map and then just add your mates and characters select it's like literally like a one-step process there is no fiddling there's no waiting around it just happens pretty much instantaneously and i was surprised well, maybe not surprised, but I was a little bit shocked by that because all the big multiplayer games of the year on other consoles, like Once a Hunter World, for example, were a real pain in the butt to actually link up with other people in. But Smash made it so easy, and I think that's sort of what makes Smash such a really strong party game. It's always been that way, but that core of Smash hasn't really changed. It's still easy to pick up a game and just play with all of your friends literally within seconds. In sort of the regular Smash mode, you go friend versus friend, and then after, I guess, the match is over, the winner will then face a challenger if they appear. Any match you play with your mates, at least, that I've seen, counts towards your generic achievements for playing matches in general um, that you can get from just, I guess, during the game. So, And obviously, there are no connection issues if you're playing local multiplayer. There's no um, issue there with wireless connections or people syncing up across the world. So it's... Still my favorite way to play Smash. I know I just said World of Light is great and it is great, but like I said before, I've historically always played Smash. I was a multiplayer couch co-op type, well, couch versus type game. And this is probably the smoothest and the best and the most pain-free local co-op experience. So if you're someone that likes to play with family, or with friends, or with strangers that enter your house, then you are going to have a really, really great time. I have zero complaints about how local multiplayer works. It is basically flawless.
1: Cool. So on to the online portion, which was my segment. Uh, Now, I was hoping to have played a bit more, but World of Light happened. Uh, I have played around 15 online games. (laughs) And... I have only had... Stop laughing. I have only had one uh, laggy connection, which has been good odds, and that's sort of par the course for any other fighting game I've played. Most fighting games, I tend to find the laggier ones are the ones where the community has just shrunk to such a degree that there's only a few people left over. Uh, I must point out my connection, although it drops out sometimes, is a bit of a beast. It's got a really big download speed and a a good upload, and seems pretty stable, so that might be playing a part in it. But so far, so good. The Matchmaking is very different from Smash 4, so for example, for that to go into one-on-one, there was was an option for that. Uh, Here, you actually set preferred rules, so you just go through and there's just tick boxes and option selects, and you just pick what you want, and then it'll just try and find you something that fits that criteria. If there is nothing, it will just throw you in whatever is available, which is which has been fine. I think I would have found that annoying on the Wii U, but I'm actually really enjoying the variety it's giving me now. I think I'm just, because of World of Light, I'm just understanding the game better. And it's giving me... I'm finding more value in the, the chaos and more fun in the chaos than I did uh, before where... I just preferred, like, the strategic, you know, the the posturing, the... the, No items, fox only, final destination. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so I'm I'm finding that actually enjoyable this time, uh, and I still am getting, you know, plenty of the fights that I want to do as well. There is a note on here, I was finding it hard to to keep track of my character. I guess I still am, because it's... Yeah, Jimmy said, as a spectator, (laughs) it's hard to tell what's going on. As a player, it's sometimes hard to tell what's going on. But I'm getting better at at keeping track of of where my guy is. And yeah, I hope I'm going to keep improving because I I think I want to keep playing this.
3: I've been playing for 20 years. I still lose track of my character. Don't worry about (laughs) it. (laughs) Like, how the heck did I get over there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or like you think you've just smashed someone out of the arena and that, no, wait, wait, that's me. Oh no, (laughs) no. and then you're trying to scramble back to the platform. Just another intersection, just say before we recorded, they announced that Joker from Persona 5 is going to be the the DLC character to come after the Piranha Plant. And I'm really excited about that because I'm a massive Persona 5 fan. Mm -hmm. I just find it odd that they keep getting characters that are synonymous with PlayStation. We had Cloud, now we've got Joker. I really hope this means that Persona 5 is going to come to switch and there have been rumblings since the announcement which is natural but i don't think we've seen anything concrete on the piranha plant make sure you redeem your codes check your inboxes make sure you've redeemed the gold coins for the game otherwise you won't get it did either of you pick up the season pass yep
2: nope
1: yeah i i bought the digital (laughs) bundle that has it so looking forward to seeing what else we get
3: i got the special edition and i downloaded the season pass before i even booted the game up smart Was it, though? Was it really? (laughs) I haven't played this game yet. Let me spend more
1: money on it. (laughs) I got the digital version that came with the the season pass, but I still forgot to download uh, the Piranha Plant before I jumped in. Well, redeem the code anyway. He's not available yet, which is annoying. So, yeah, that's our, our... first impressions of smash brothers ultimate on switch i'm sure we will have tons more when we come back in the new year Mm -hmm. so uh yeah with that this is actually our penultimate episode uh we have a end of year special coming with some uh, special guests this time to give us their views on on their favorite games of the year that fit handy pigeonholes that we've set in advance yeah, after that we're taking a hiatus and we'll be back uh, mid-January, I think. Same as last year, depends when they're going to spring a direct on us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So with that, what are you playing over the holiday break? We'll start with Andrew.
3: Uh, well, World of Light and Super Smash Brothers, obviously. And <laughs> I want to finish Octopath Traveler and Dark Souls... And then lots of games that are coming out over the hiatus or have come out very recently that we just haven't had time to get to yet. Uh, I got the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive Classics Collection. I'm going to check that out. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Firewatch is coming on the 18th, I think. Uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll came out the same day as Smash Brothers. I'd like to check that out. This War of Mine Complete Edition. Uh, quarantine Circular was surprise dropped on us uh, uh, I think also the same day smash brothers came out and indie game donut county where you actually i I'd, I'd say it's very similar to katamari domacy is also coming to the switch over our hiatus uh, all these games i would like to play given time
1: i didn't know that
2: mm-hmm.
1: i didn't know donut county was coming yeah i guess i'm gonna play donut county
2: <laughs>
1: huzzah cool um jenny what are you playing
2: yeah, so my list will look very, very similar. I do want to play Quarantine Circular because I know I raved about Subsurface Circular, so I know it's going to be dope. I want to finish Octopath Traveler as well, and also I want to finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna. I'm going to play some Donut County, and I'm sure I will have a bunch of other stuff on other platforms to, to get through, but those are sort of going to be my main Switch picks, I think, so just... Kind of backloading all those, all the any JRPG goodness I might have missed out on during the year.
1: Cool. I'm going to be playing all the games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the, the games, things, all the things, all the things that I've bought and I just have not had a chance to play. So um, while I was waiting for my digital copy of uh, Smash to unlock, I was I was picking at Wasteland Two again, uh, and that was good. So I want to do more of that. Uh, I've got to go back to Dark Souls. I've got Starlink, which. I feel like I might end up giving up on from things I've heard Uh, because I went with the physical version. I have heard that it does make a big difference, so eh, we'll see. I'll give it a go. Did you see
3: the physical versions are down to $35 already? I did.
1: (laughs) Bomb. I've got Akami still on the list, Hollow Knight, Dead Cells, Death Road to Canada to go back to, and just heaps more. Diablo 3. I forgot about Diablo (laughs) 3. how dare you along with yeah i know i know Uh, along with stuff on other platforms that i've been just putting off because the switch is so awesome and that's it yay okay i'll do the ending thanks for listening to this episode of the switch focus podcast Uh, and indeed all our shows over the last year as i said before we've got one more episode coming which is our end of year special uh, where we'll single out our favorite games across a number of categories and then we're on hiatus until mid january if you enjoyed the episode please leave us a review on itunes it'll really help us get noticed You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast services. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Switch Focus community. Join us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at switchfocuspodcast.com for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can now buy us a coffee. Details are on our website. Thanks in advance. Uh, If you'd like to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at FlameRoastToast. Andrew is at Play Critically, and he also streams at twitch.tv forward slash Play Critically, and Ginny is at Ginny Woes. Good show, guys!
0: blossoming in a soil reclaimed from the past where destiny holds fast. here where we stand hand clenched in hand everyone caught in this struggle this is the day